How much do you work on your career? Now, you might think this is a silly question, or you might say, JJ, I'm always working on my career. But are you? Are you working on your career or in your career? What's the difference? Why does it matter? So stay tuned for this great episode on the benefits of working on your career. Welcome to Career Strategies for Women That Work. I'm JJ DiGeronimo, and I select each episode with you in mind, a working woman that wants to have more influence and impact than they have today. With insight and research, you can gain momentum, knowledge, and even tools to help you leap in the direction you desire. With each episode, you can visit the show notes where I include additional links, worksheets, and questions for podcast clubs. Let's get started. I cannot even believe I'm starting season two of Career Strategies for Women That Work. Just a few months ago, this was a daydream, something that I had been asked to do over a series of the last 24 months, and I thought it was like so overwhelming. And I have to say, now that I'm starting season two, this is one of the best things that I've done in the last few years. It's so exciting to meet you here, and I have so many amazing listeners from across the world. And I could not be more thrilled to meet you here a few times a month. There's so many questions for professional women and women working as entrepreneurs or in organizations or reaching for the top or even creating things off the side of their desk. As many of you know, this is not easy all the time. And there is a difference from working on your career and working in your career. So you can likely guess that's where we're taking the first episode of season two. Is there a difference of working on your career versus in your career? Now, this is something that's been bubbling up in a lot of the discussions I've been having online with women, virtual keynotes, and even some in-person discussions, which is hard to believe because those are far and few between these days. But so many women that I talk to are so busy working in their to-do list, working through their calendar, that oftentimes it takes real discipline to step back and say, Where am I driving myself, my career, and where am I in regards to my goals? Now, some of you may be very, very goal-focused. You create vision boards, you write lists, you put things in your mirrors and on your desks, and other of you may just have it in the back of your mind. Now, you might ask, why is this important? Why do I need to have a dual path working in my career and working on my career? Through my research, it's become completely apparent to me that men and women go about their work differently. I'm sure this is not a surprise, but just like we show up differently at home, we often show up differently at work. But I have to share with you that men do a better job at networking, aligning, and positioning for what is important to them, where women often feel that if they do a good job in the job they're in, their work will be noticed and they will be an obvious choice for that next position or that next step. 2020, McKenzie finished their sixth year of Women in the Workplace study. They partnered this year with leanin.org. They interviewed about 40,000 people across 317 companies. The good news is there has been some movement, but frankly, the fact that more than 50% of the labor force of women over the age of 16 are women, these numbers are still startling. 38% of women are in management. 
where 62% of men are in management. For every 100 men that get promoted, 85 women get promoted. And if you even break that down by women of color, it's only 58% of women get promoted. For this study and many other articles that I've used to prepare for today's episode, pop over to jjdgeronimo.com forward slash 16. Yes, this is the 16th episode for Career Strategies for Women That Work. Have you heard of Kiva? Kiva is an international nonprofit with a mission to expand financial access to help underserved communities. Just this month, I made many donations to help women entrepreneurs around the world. Kiva helps women like us by crowdfunding loans and unlocking capital to address the underlying barriers to financial access around the world. Join me on Kiva, where we can pool our investments to empower women globally. Let's make a difference together. So let's jump in. What is the difference between working on your career and working in your career? Now, for me, I keep it pretty simple. Working in my career are the tasks that are given to me or that I self-elect every single week, month, year. Working on my career is what are the things I do to ensure that my work's being noticed, that I know the steps I need to take, and that I'm aligning for where I want to drive my energy and impact moving forward. Now, as you can see, those are different because working in my career is what do I need to get done for the role that I'm in right now? Working on my career is where am I aligning my energy for where I want to take my career? Now, for many of us early on in our career, these kind of are in lockstep because people are watching you, you're in entry-level roles, and you have the opportunity to move up more frequently. Now, when you move through your career and you have 10, 15, 20 years of experience, this is where things get a little bit more difficult. And in some instances, a lot more difficult because there are fewer jobs to move to. There are fewer opportunities. And oftentimes you need people in rooms you're not invited to, to get access to those opportunities, which really leads us to why is it important? Because if you have aspirations to take your career and your work to the next level, where you really want to increase the amount of influence and impact you have, you oftentimes have to have a strategy. And in fact, this is really the backbone for my second book, Accelerate Your Impact, because I did not realize that you needed to have a plan for where you wanted to take your career. I often thought that if I did a great job with the work that was presented to me, with the work aligned to my current role, that I would be an obvious choice for the next step in the org chart. Now, many of you may be laughing saying, JJ, I've experienced this firsthand. I've been sitting in the same role for the last five years, so the last seven years, and I have raised my hand and I have tried to really align to that next level of impact, but it hasn't happened. Well, first I want to say, I see you. I've been there. I've talked to so many women that are in that position or that point of their career. And I even have to share that I've been there too. In fact, I thought that the people that were going to champion me were the people I reported to. But what I found out is many of them have their own goals and that many times my goals were not aligned with their goals. 
So what I'm going to focus on in the next section is how do you make this happen? How do you really create the time, shift your mindset and make a plan? Because working on your career is absolutely necessary if you want to increase your influence and impact in the organization, in the industry, or in the field in which you participate. So before we jump into the next section, really think about where am I taking my career? What do I want to do next? And how have I worked on that to date? These few questions will really get you thinking about what it takes to work on your career, which we'll jump into in the next section. So what are five things you can do to be sure you're working on your career in addition to working in your career? The first, of course, is having a vision for where you want to take your career. As many leaders have shared with me over many years, hope is not a strategy. So hoping you're going to get promoted or hoping it's going to work out or hoping somebody's going to notice you, you may be one of the lucky ones, but most of the people I know have to have a plan, have to have a vision, have to know where they are driving themselves and their career. So number one is having a vision. Now this doesn't have to always have to be so detailed. Sometimes just envisioning yourself in the role you want to be in next. What are you wearing? Who's in the room? What type of work are you doing? Sometimes just having that vision is enough, but you have to see yourself in where you want to take yourself. Step number two, gain insight into how to make this happen gain insight. So this could be interviewing people that are already in this role. This could be checking out people's LinkedIn profile that have had a similar career path. This could be scheduling a 10 or 15 minute coffee meeting and gaining insight to people's career paths, which I always find so valuable because I learned so much about my coworkers I didn't know and people in the industry and people love to share their story. So number two is just gaining some insight. And this takes scheduling time on your calendar and often other people's calendars to get a little bit of data to help you really understand what are the steps. And oftentimes you can even meet with the hiring manager to even understand what are they looking for and what is it going to take to kind of position yourself for that next level of impact. Now you might notice I always say impact and influence because what I've learned is that many women don't always aspire to go up in the organization, but they often aspire to have more influence and impact than they have today. And unfortunately, you'll read in many articles about the broken rung for women. And this is really the first step in management. Then in fact, many women are overlooked for that first level of management. And I have to share that this happened to me too, because My boss at the time thought I was too busy at home and didn't want to pressure me, so often didn't ask me or invite me to participate in interviews for that first level of management. And on the flip side, I've talked to many women that often say, I don't want to be in management. I don't want to be responsible for other people. I just want to come and go. And you know, that is completely up to you. But I will say that that first level of management is often difficult, a lot of work, a lot of things you have to prove, people have to manage, learn about yourself, learn about your leadership style, but often is necessary to gain that additional influence and impact in many instances. So if you have the opportunity or think you want to take your career to the next level, you often have to take that first step in management. Number three, know who can help you. As you've heard me say in many episodes, 
Your career is really not a solo job. You have to have people in your boat, people that are helping you row, people who know who you are, know the direction you're going in and want to help you. I have gone into great detail in episode eight about finding your mentors and sponsors, and this is absolutely critical. So number three is knowing who can help you and then finding those people and making sure they're aware of what you want to accomplish, where you are, and help you vet out some of the steps necessary to make that a reality. Number four is what do people need to know about you? What do people need to know about you? Many people know who you are, what your title is, but often they don't know all the projects you're working on or all of the projects you've brought across the finish line. In fact, many people are hyper-focused on what they're working on. So you have to often make a conscious effort to share your work, present your data, share with others the things that you're working on so that they can see not only your capabilities, but really where you shine. I can't tell you how many times I've talked to women that have called me and said, oh my gosh, I need to help in my career. My boss just left and I'm not sure if I'm even going to have my job a week from now or a month from now. And oftentimes when we really dig into why, it's because the only person that knows or knew what that woman was working on was her boss. So finding ways to expand outside your reporting structure, that more people know who you are. They know what you're working on. They have insight to what your aspirations are. And number five, with this additional insight and aspirations to create more influence and impact, what do you need to add to your schedule? What do you need to add to your schedule? Is it coffee meetings? Is it industry events? Is it presenting at the next group meeting? Or can you share a case study? For you, what can you add to your schedule? Now, many of you might be thinking, oh gosh, my schedule is packed. Now, I don't doubt that. I'm sure it is packed. You're a doer. If you're listening to this, you're an A player that gets a lot of stuff done. But oftentimes we're doing a lot of things for other people that really don't align to where we want to have more influence and impact. And I would really encourage you to jump back to episode two, aligning your yeses your work, and your energy for your next level of impact. In that episode, I include a four-page worksheet with a very specific chart that I use to determine where to align my time. I gathered this data from all the women I interviewed for my first book, The Working Woman's GPS, because so many of them said, protect your schedule, align to the right things. And number five is, what do you need to add to your schedule to create the momentum you desire to make your goals a reality? So you have to have things in your schedule that are working on your career in addition to working in your career. So with this, I encourage you to share your vision, talk about what's important to you, discuss where you want to have impact next, because that energy I have found has been so powerful and it gets people asking questions and it gives you the ability to gain the insight you need to understand what the steps you need to take and who needs to be involved to make those goals a reality. So be sure to share with me some of your goals. Let me be the person that helps you articulate what you want to throw your energy at, where you want to be more impactful. And I look forward to seeing you here again for our next episode. And thank you again for taking the time to listen, to engage, and to make your mark on the world.
as we need more women at more tables. And I look forward to seeing you there. So be sure to tune in next time and share this episode with someone who might need it. I look forward to seeing you here again, and you can always share your goals with me on any of my social platforms. Thanks for joining. And I look forward to connecting. 